Real Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on. Welcome to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars as we are talking about champions, a little bit of, hey, have you ever thought about, and then we're going to kind of top it off with a little bit of a monologue about some exciting things happen just right here in the Midwest. That being said, let's get going. Coming off of a weekend that had championships decided, racers coming up short, trials and tribulations across the country, racing no matter what form you are into or a part of or compete with, or maybe you're just a fan of everything. There was a little bit of everything going on. NASCAR season came to a close out in Phoenix. NHRA divisional and regional finished up in Las Vegas and the SEMA show. And oh yeah, by the way, whoo, ah, we can all be tired of hearing about voting, but none of us are tired to talk about winning the Powerball and what we would do if we were the winner. This week's guest is going to be somebody that you're just going to enjoy listening to and having him on the show and talking about what he's done in the world of motorsports, specifically in drag racing, NHRA, bracket racing, and other regional or association forms. He brings laughter in the wow moment, if you will, throughout your day. If you're like me, you you work 40 minutes and then you're keeping up with social media for 20 or you work 50 and you keeping up for 10, or maybe you're one of those individuals that works 10 and is on social media for 50. Things happen so fast in our life, especially in motorsports, right? But more so in life when you step back and go, okay, perspective. So I'm going to get on a little bit of a tangent here. Congratulations to everyone that's out there winning, right? I mean, seriously, you put in the, the grind, it's significant, it's huge. But a couple things come to mind perspective-wise as I'm recording on Monday this week that a tragic event followed probably one of the highest of highs that an individual could have. and. As I was hearing about it early Sunday morning, it took me back to a tragic moment in my life. Ty Gibbs wins the Xfinity Series Championship. He races clean after a week of just dump truck loads of criticism, negativity, 
some things that were said in social media are just ridiculous, but nonetheless, people hit send and they and they say it. He he takes on and beats three JR Motorsports, Dale Jr. and Kelly, his sister's organization, and just puts on a show in Phoenix. goes to bed and is awoken to the news that his dad passed away in his sleep after they were just on the racetrack hours before taking a photograph with the championship trophy. 20 year old kid goes from the top of the roller coaster straight to the bottom and life perspective changes that quick more so think about the fact that here is a father that has buried both of his sons in the last decade and that that in itself is tragic but here it is this is championship night and awoken to the fact that probably the biggest fan and guiding light that that young man will ever have in his life, his father has passed away. What do you do, right? So, of course, everybody well wishes, prayers, everything, right? What a tragic, horrific event. And just as many people that say that I wonder if they look inward and start to make changes in their own personal life to try to make sure that they don't leave before they're supposed to or would want to, for that matter, health-wise, so forth and so on. And And it's a very, you know, it's a choice, right? We we talk motorsports marketing on here. We talk about things that are choices and they're conscious, right? They're and they're consistent choices that we make or that we share. Cam and I share with you and our guests that come on, we share the the mindset in the things that individuals should want to do, need to do should do to try to further their their brand image their ability to acquire sponsors what is it that's behind closed doors that's being said what's what moves the needle and yet it's at the same time we have this show each week and it's motorsports right you're coming here you you want some insight into marketing and motorsports and or here what our two senses, what's our perspective on a take, you know, the hot take, the hot button, the what's trending. And this week in this little segment for me, it's about you looking after yourself and your family and your well-being. You know, you want to you want to do yourself a favor, find a company that you can align yourself with. That's a health product to 
to be a case study, be a testimonial to changing your health, to better your life, uh, to succeed, right? And tie it in, tie it into motorsports and share that. Go to the clinic, go get your blood work done. Find out what's wrong with you, your cholesterol, your sugar, your testosterone, your thyroid, go find out. And then make that part of your pitch, make it part of your racing program in the world of motorsports to make a conscious decision to improve your health and share that because I promise you that right now, Monday afternoon, it has not been released yet as I'm recording on what the true cause was. But for somebody to pass away in their sleep at the young age of 49, and I stress that because I am 49 years old and will turn 50 in March. And I promise you that last night, time changed and everything involved. I laid down in bed and I probably was not thinking as I went off to sleep about the potential or possibility that I was not going to wake up today. And I promise you for a man who just watched his son at the young age of 20 accomplish and get an Xfinity championship for his family's race organization. I promise you he didn't lay his head on the bed and go, I'm not waking up tomorrow. Man, that's sombersome. That's sad, right? It's depressing. It's, man, what in the world, O'Neill? Why are you bringing this up? Why are we talking about this? Because there's things in life that when they happen to other people before they happen to you or in you, immediately in your circle, I challenge you to take the moment, take it in, think about it, and, and give it its due credit. You know, we give credit on social media to people who take photos and whose brilliant idea and theory and Instagram real metric and algorithm. And we give credit for all of this stuff. That's what it is. It's stuff, items, things. But at the end of the day, do you give credit to the things that potentially extend your life, make you a healthier person? make you a better parent or significant other or potentially make you a better grandparent in the future because you're taking care of yourself. You're doing the things that significantly impact the potential for longevity in your life and those that are around you. I, I've had a lot of people pass and leave my life as you all, if you've been listening since episode one, first off, God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, And if you haven't go back and listen to some, Uh, the death piece of it never gets easier for me, but at the same time, it intensifies and enforces and reinforces and invigorates me to do better 
because I want to be around. And, you know, obviously all of us have an expiration date. We just don't know what it is, but I'm not, I'm not into trying to push it sooner than later, if you will. So how do we transition from that? Right. I've given you a couple challenges. Those that have reached out the past couple of weeks, obviously, when we talked about mental health, sent information review, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys sharing that. And I hope that you share what you're doing. You know, if this impacts you, if this lands home with you in any way, shape or form, remember it's small things that, that make life change for you, change your body, change your outlook, your energy levels and so forth. So do the small things, one thing at a time, and be consistent with it. How do I transition to that, right? Well, how about this? This week, I'm going to watch two individuals and two families come together uh, as Tyler Bohannon and Megan Strasweg tie the knot Saturday. Now. That being said, as I lead into that, one, Friday is Veterans Day, okay? So as this is, again, being recorded on Monday, Friday is going to come. This podcast is going to drop. If you don't listen until Saturday or Sunday, I hope that you at least acknowledge a veteran, military, a, a military veteran, remember, it's a, a veteran is someone who served and is not serving now. Okay. Uh, and give them their due because come Saturday, I'm going to be giving my due to Tyler and Megan, the Straussweg family, the Bohannons coming together. Uh, it's been over a year in the making, if you will. And I'm, I'm genuinely excited for them. Because here again are two racing families coming together, right? So like we always talk about, you know, how do you find someone who's still passionate about the same things that you're passionate about or your passion is, is in line with their passion. And here's a perfect example of two people coming together and I'm looking forward to it. Right. I, I, I mean, I pull no punches about it. People can say what you want. I don't care. I don't drink white claws, but I'm a hopeless romantic. I believe that no one is intended to be sad, depressed, or alone. I think everybody deserves happiness and genuine sincerity in that happiness and love. So yes, I'm a hopeless romantic. You can make fun of me all you want. Guess what? Don't care. Do not care. Do not care. Uh, because at the end of the day, what you got? What do you have? Again, we're talking about winning a Powerball here, right? Over $1.9 billion. You could win it on Monday and die on Wednesday. I think you would still much rather be known as a good human being as Larry Dixon says, a great dad, great friend, you're going to want those 
comments or descriptive terms used when people talk about you. And these two individuals are coming together. They're going to get married. They're going to be called husband and wife. And we're going to get to see how they continue their journey in motorsports and racing and their business with their TV promotions. And, and as they continue to grow two two successful families coming together, Kentucky and Indiana, Straussweggs and the Bohannons. And so uh, I hope that Sunday you, their social media feed will fill up for my, everybody listening on racers and rental cars podcast. Uh, as if you were hoping that you were going to hear something on Monday for a show. Wow. I don't know. Cause you know, we're going to start on Thursday with this, this shindig and it's going to take us all the way through till Sunday morning. But as, as our guest is getting ready to come on, all I'm going to tell you is, is that please this week, moving into the winter racing season, slowing down for a lot, the majority of people. And even if it's not still, Start walking with a 5,000 steps a day, get to 10,000, whatever the case, cut out sugar slowly every other day, do something to make yourself better, go to the doctor, get your blood work checked on. I hope and pray that nobody out there in our, that in our listener base is somebody that I'm talking about in a future episode. Um, especially after a triumph for it to turn to sadness. So I'm going to get, get off of here. I'm going to let you listen to a wonderful interview as far as I'm concerned, because my cheeks hurt doing this interview. Loved it. This week's guest. <laughs> we'll need no introduction, but I do introduce him. Enjoy the show. This week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars podcast brings in one of the most controversial content creators on social media. It doesn't matter if it's TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or just text message memes that get sent across the country in the world of drag racing. None other than the double O shit show itself could not have picked a better time as we are headed off into the off season of creating content and so forth, than to talk to somebody who has created wildly the most popular social media outlet in motorsports. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Again, probably better than I deserve, quite honestly. Uh, thank you for taking time out from uh, making ridicule, light of, uh, wholehearted jabs, the... Uh, proverbial uh best buddy military you know no gloves we just throw jabs left and right and you got to take them uh time out of your day to to chat with us a little bit thanks for having me well so i gotta know first and foremost how in the flip did double o shit show be born is it like the worst idea ever of taking tequila shots i mean where i mean who what truck stop bathroom were you in when you guys came up with this i was sitting at home and i used to just make them on my personal page you know as a joke between friends and 
And then uh, one night I said, I was flipping through Facebook and I seen where you can make a page. And so I just made it and kind of blew up from there. All right. So give me the background. How long have we been in existence now? I started it May 13th of 2019. Holy cow. Three over three years, three and a half. Yeah. We're, we're headed to four. Headed to four. Now, when you first started, because, you know, like all of us, right, we all all have hindsight 2020. We shouldn't take in the stripe. We should have rolled three in. Shouldn't have had the corn dog from the concession stand. We all got hindsight. When you first did it, is there any way that you thought it was going to become what it is? No, I figured the last couple of days and I deleted. And and here we are. We're rolling into ye- almost into year four. Almost year four, a little over 34,000 followers. Now, is that 34,000 followers on Facebook or, I mean, Facebook. on Facebook? Facebook. Instagram is like almost 10,500. So we got, so, I mean, obviously you probably got some crossover and so forth, because as we talk about on the show, different generation gaps kind of go towards different versions of social media, right? Just makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's where people go. It's how, you know, the, the golf club, it's the seven iron that they want to swing. Now, that being said, even though you've got all these followers on Facebook and a little less on Instagram, where do you feel like you get your biggest bang for the buck for the drag racing market? Because I mean, I'm looking at this and you're going with well, 34,000, but we talk about all the time that Facebook's dying and here it is. You're over here and you're killing it at 34,000 followers. What, I mean, so how are you going about the way that you are doing it? Well, Facebook is the most popular. That's where I get the most interaction. I get anywhere from 300,000 to 700,000 people reached every month. So that's, that's where it's at. All right. So you're obviously, like you said, you started out one night. Now was alcohol involved when you first started making these memes? I mean, be honest. It's okay. Cause I know I'm a military guy. Some of the best one-liners we ever came up with alcohol was involved. It's a given. <laughs> It's involved a few times. Mostly, it's mostly just me being sober and just thinking shit up. <laughs> you sound, sound like Bruce Willis from Armageddon. You're just sitting around yeah. thinking shit up. You got other people sitting around thinking shit up. Okay, so you fast forward a little bit here, and and you got people sending you this stuff, right? I mean, because I mean, I've been on the road at a racetrack, see something happen in a matter of minutes. It's on social media. I mean, minutes. I mean, I didn't even have my pit set up yet in Topeka. What was that, two years ago or something? In the freaking motorhome in the ditch right inside the main gate yeah. and the tunnel. I mean, my pit's not even set up yet, and it's it's all over social media. Like, how quickly do you go through the process of saying, should I or should I not make this meme and post it? How much? Within a matter of seconds. Okay, so now we're going to, I got to know. Like, do we have, like, do we have buffers? Like, I mean, really, do you, do you sit there and go, you know what? I'm good with God. This needs to be said. I'm going to say it. Uh, not really. I mean, there's, 
you know, can't get, I kind of had to get toned down a little bit because I kept going to Facebook jail every month. But other than that, no, not really. All right. So how many, so we're, like I said, again, let's just call it three and a half years in three and a half years. How many times have you been in Facebook jail? Probably around 20. <laughs> like, so <laughs> do the messages. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing guys. I'm sure the producers are going to love trying to edit this before it drops because this is just all I'm sorry. I do. And I try to keep, all right. I do. I try to keep the professional bar when it comes to social media, but I'm sorry. Like the letters that they send you do, does the wording in them change on levels of severity? Like, you know, it's, is it a rewards card? Like after your fifth coffee, you get, you get a worse letter or something. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what they look like. I've never been there. It's usually, a, uh, I'm just a message on Facebook saying you violate community standards for, I've had it from nudity to hate crime to bullying. I mean, just everything you could think of. Uh, <laughs> okay. So do you like print them out? Do you put them in a book? Like, are you keeping nah, them? All, I, I just go about my business. Usually when I'm, when I get put in Facebook jail, I can post from Instagram and still share it to Facebook. So I've kind of figured that loophole out. So now I'm, once, if I go to jail, I can still post on Facebook. I just can't comment or share anything. Because, I, I mean, I'm sitting over here. I got a couple letters from NHRA for, for things over my career. I'm sorry. I print them out, or if they send them to me in the mail, I put them in a frame, hang them on the wall, try to, you know, keep track. I figure somebody's takes time out of their day to spend money on paper, an envelope, and a stamp. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to hang it up. Uh all right. So tell me, God, this is fun. I told you we weren't going to have any structure and my freaking brain wheels are just spinning out of control. What has been the number one meme or post that you've done in three and a half years? Uh, the number one is I made a post about, um, it was a meme back when I first started, it was like, Six months after I started, and it was a, a a meme about what does your dad say in the uh, in the garage, and it's little kids in the classroom, you know, saying different things, and and uh, the one kind of like a little Johnny kid says uh, something about go get that fucking nine sixteenth or something like that, <laughs> and uh, the last I checked, it's got sixty or seventy thousand shares, and I think it had. 15 million views or something like that. Holy I, cow. I haven't seen it in a while, so it may have more now, but I'm not sure. Okay. Well, obviously with that meme, if that goes like oceans, right? Like I guarantee you every, every country has got a high performance or a guy working on a car. And I don't know how many different languages we can translate that meme into, but I promise you that they're, that, that it's been said, right? It's been yeah. said. All right. So if you look back now, and I want to know, cause you know, we're going to dive off into some business stuff because this is legitimate that what you've created in the last three years, mm -hmm. how, how often do you go back and evaluate or analyze 
your creativity of what you've done? Like what's been successful or you're like, oh yeah, I need to try to figure out how to use that again because man, that really took off. Like, cause I mean, you're doing some self-promotion and marketing for your company that you've created. So do you do much in that or do you just say, ah, screw it? Every once in a while, I look at the statistics on my app, you know, and see what I get for that month. But other than that, no, I mean, most of my stuff is, is, you know, bracket racing memes. And every once in a while, I'll go make something to step out of that, that, you know, group of people and make something real big that way. It brings in more people looking at the bracket racing stuff, you know, because there's not really a lot of people, you know, that bracket race in the world, you know, worldwide. But if I can step out of that and go find a different audience and bring them in and it brings them into the bracket racing world, you know, and most people are like, you know, what the fuck does that mean? Because most people right. don't know racing lingo. Right. So now, is that your core? Is that your core as an individual? Like that's where your heart is. That's where your soul, where your motivation, you're passionate about. Is it the bracket racing world? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I do when my car is running, but yeah, I like all kind of racing, you know, except for roll racing. But. Except for what racing? Roll racing. Roll racing. Okay. I can, I can get, I, yeah, I can get with you in the boat on that one. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. That, doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but okay. So when you go to pick a different audience, well, no, I don't want to, I don't want to word it that way. When you look outside of bracket racing or drag racing, what's like, what's the first one that you, that you go, oh yeah, this is, this is gold. This is, this is the type of racing that I'm, I'm looking for. These things happen and you make memes off of. Hmm. I, I want to make something you know that's gets a lot of views or something. I'll make something that's uh, relatable to everybody. You know that everyone can relate to. You know. This week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars is brought to you by the great folks at Equalizer Hitches. Do yourself a favor, stop by EqualizerHitch.com. Check out Sway Control if you're out there traveling around the country. Whether you got a dirt track, motorcycle, drag race boat rv travel trailer i don't care what you got if you've got something hooked behind it you need a sway control hitch product safety tools leveling the the website is a plethora of information so stop by see equalizerhitch.com you can always check out use the code drag race in checkout save yourself some money Go to social media, like them, follow them, comment, send them a private message, tell them that you heard about them on the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Again, equalizerhitch.com. Okay, so I got to know, do your parents, do your parents ever send you texts or call you up and say, what are you doing? I don't think they follow that little shit, Joe. <laughs> Great parental support right here on Racers and Rental Cars podcast. <laughs> Oh, all right. So now tell me how, tell me at what point did you think and go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to transition from not only the content generation and creativity, but now I'm going to, I'm going to do apparel. 
Like where, like how quickly did that happen that you went, okay, I can make money at this. And so let's go. Um, well, people started out with stickers. People started asking for stickers maybe eight or nine months after I started the page. So I had some stickers made and started selling them just, you know, through PayPal or whatever. Didn't have a store or anything. And then people started asking for shirts. So I got, had made some shirts and had some orders and that did pretty good. And, and then, uh, in January of 2020 is when I started my actual store on online, made a store, started putting apparel in there and selling it. And, and I just, you know, I get an idea and make up something make the design and put it in the store and it either sells or it doesn't, you know, most of it sells. But since January of, since I started my store in January of 2020, I'm like 120,000 in sales right now. And you're, and again, you're printing stuff that let's just say nine times out of 10, most people may or may not wear. But yeah. there are people out there that are that are picking it up and wearing it and and so forth. So you say that about you design. What without going too far, right? Like, what is your background? Like, are you are you a graphic designer? Are you an artist? Where did do you I mean, do you work with programs that that, that comes up or you got nope. some elves yeah. over there and you got some elves over there in the corner that's doing it for you. What, what do you got going on? Never have like my logo, you know, that was, uh, Chase Huffman at Celery Graphics designed that. So he does a lot of stuff for me and like that. Uh, other than that, the regular t-shirts, you know, I did all that. on you know, just learning it on the computer. I don't have gotcha. any graphics, any graphics background or anything <laughs> so how far are we going like what what's so you know i mean come on we know we're a marketing business show right and so everybody that's involved with this in motorsports at some point we've got goals we we have some sort of strategy where we're going or at least we think we do until we have a couple shots of high noon or whatever it is and then the wheels fall off and that's typically when this show's ratings go up, but I'm trying to reel the whole wheels falling off more uh, and make that less frequent. But like, where are we going? Where is double O shit show going? Are we going to have like a midway space coming up? Are we going to start having hospitality? Are we going to have sponsors involved with double O shit show? Because I mean, I mean, these shares and content generation are, is some pretty substantial impact. I mean, I, you know, Sponsors would be nice and stuff, but you know, most sponsors want you to control what you say, and I'm not going to do that. So, if somebody wants to sponsor me, they can, but I ain't going to shut up. Oh, I love it. Going to stay the same. You know, I actually got, I actually got a message from Facebook the other day saying that I could be paid, you know, such and such money for advertising, but. With me being in Facebook jail all the time, I'm restricted from getting any money from Facebook. So that's that's <laughs> how, that's how the other how side of it. Yeah. All right. Now, if I am I right or wrong here? Didn't you do like an ugly golf cart or or some sort of sponsorship at a bracket race or something? Golf like you jumped, you you jumped off the deep end about that. 
yeah, I uh, I sponsored the golf cart race at uh, uh the, the uh, Jake Jake uh, Jake's door car race in Wabash Valley. Okay, months ago. Was that your first time that you actually went out outside of your apparel and your memes and stuff and did something in the sport? Um, I think so. That's that's the first thing I actually sponsored, I believe. Okay. Was it successful for you? Do you feel like that was, that was a good deal? Yeah, I think so. You know, it gives me exposure. I mean, I'm like, you know, a hack of being an announcer, right? I enjoy holding on to the microphone at NHRA events and divisionals and stuff, but I'm pretty sure that I would just lose my lunch every time and be laughing anytime that I would be able to call around. Welcome. You know, this is this, the 50 grander round three, the double O shit show round. And I'm sorry. I would probably say that more than I would say anybody's names just because it's fun to say it. And make everybody laugh. It just makes you smile when you're saying it. Yeah. I mean, I sponsored uh, some hats at, at uh, Paige Hamlin's race in, in Texas. The uh, six-shooter showdown we had in April. But uh, that's the only two that I've done. I've had a lot of people ask me if I ever weren't, if I was ever going to put on a race. and I might one day, but I don't know. Seems like a but headache the, to me, all the promoters out there. Double O shit show five ten five. Yeah. At the shit show racetrack. I'm sorry. We could we could just keep going for days. I mean, this is this would be fun. Uh um, George Ray or something like that. Right. Yes, absolutely. Bring your own water, bring your own water, no timing system, just whatever. Right. The the, the shit show race right here. Yeah. <laughs> I love all right so i want to know i have so many questions i want to know because i i can only imagine what your inbox looks like um how many times have you had a rate racing quote as i'm doing air quotes or promoter send you a message and tell you they really didn't appreciate something that you posted Uh, it hasn't happened in a while Normally, I just make fun of them, but um, I've had I some love, hate stuff like I, that. But oh, wait, hold on, because we have hate mail all the time. I want to hear about your hate mail. Uh, it's usually just saying, you know, I, I shouldn't be posting shit like that and stuff like that, but it, I don't really care. I'd do it anyways. Do you respond to them? Hardly. Eh, I don't think I've ever have. Uh-uh. I just ignore them. Okay. Do you have a God? My list is so long. <laughs> I feel like we're doing an Oprah interview or something. Oh, mm-hmm. Doctor Dr. Phil. Uh, like, do you have any repeat people? Like, who is your number one repeat person that just is constantly sending you stuff, and you're just totally ignoring them, and they still continue to send it to you? And they, they, they're, they're, you know, whether they're upset with you or what, I, I just, I don't, I don't think I have any repeat upset people. Um, no, I mean, they'll, they'll send something here and there, but 
I don't think any of her repeated anything. Not that I remember, anyways. Normally, so I just I, read it and go about my business. <laughs> so, I, I'm just going out on a limb here and saying your give a damn meter is completely broke. Like somebody yeah, took the damn battery out of it. It's not hooked up. It quit working. There's no warranty, you know, exchange pro. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, this is hilarious. Okay. So I want to know, I want to know how the relationship started with Erica Enders and Courtney, because you do a lot. There's a lot of promotion stuff that I see social media content with, with, with the elite and a lot of different types of content from somebody having way too much to drink and doing karaoke, uh, you know, and then the list goes on and on from there. Uh, how did that come about? Um, it was last year. Courtney would send me some stuff, you know, pictures and stuff from the track that maybe I could use and stuff. I don't most I think most of it was pictures of Dylan, but um <laughs> he's been on there a lot. <laughs> and then uh and then the quarter mile media thing started. He was always talking shit about Erica, and then I started making fun of him. And then uh they invited me to Erica's birthday party at, at uh, Texas Motorplex last year, 2021. And I went and hung out with them and stuff. And, and then this year, um, of course, you know, the quarter mile media guy said the shit in February about Erica being old and outdated and all that shit. So I made some stuff about that, and that kind of blew up really big, you know, because nobody really likes him. And then, uh, Forget which race it was. It was a couple races ago. She had won. Courtney said that I should do a, a, a emotional deal when she wins, you know, give a discount or something. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. She ended up winning the next race and I made the the twenty percent off deal. <coughs> Excuse me. And then uh, that went actually went pretty good. I had like seventy something orders that week from that deal. So and not keep it going until the end of the season. I think she's won every race since then. She, I mean, yeah, that's, it's, uh, you know, I was listening uh, the other day to someone talking about NASCAR and like the biggest flop, right? What was going to be like the biggest letdown for the 2022 season in NASCAR. And they said it was going to be track house racing. And uh, and you know, then this past weekend with Ross Chastain and his move and, and their wins that they've had this year and the reporter that actually made that, uh, he said on air, he's like, yeah, he goes, I'm, he goes, I'm the biggest idiot. He goes, <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, I've been writing for a long time, but look at me. What do I know? I'm the biggest yeah. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is the one thing when we create or we speak or we write or we post or whatever it is, we have our moments when you are completely and utterly opened up to being made the biggest idiot. And yeah. it happens. It happens. So have you had any moments where you're like, ah, I probably shouldn't have done that 
or somebody comes back with something about a backstory that maybe you didn't understand or wasn't aware of, and you made a post and you're like, man, I mean, I, cause dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I see some stuff on there. I'm like, this guy has a zero percentage of guilt in his soul. Zero. Nope. I mean, the name pretty much says it all, you know, shit show. You can post whatever the hell you want to. It doesn't have to be. You know, most of the, a lot of the memes that I make are somewhat true and somewhat not. It just is what it is, you know. <laughs> well, the one you did recently about the door car guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that cracked me up sorry uh it 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 most assuredly cracked me up it it really did um so do you get like how many people are legitimately that you that you have out there sending you stuff it feels like you've got your own private network of reporters that are out there snapping video and taking pictures and so forth to get you content i mean is your network huge I mean, it's usually different people every time. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I either get them through Facebook message or Instagram message or Snapchat or, you know, something like that. It's usually a different person every time. It's, it's like I got 34,000 reporters out there. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Every now and then I, I, I might have a moment where I go, let me look around here. Who's got their freaking phone out? <laughs> i'm over here i'm over here maybe having one too many and i start looking around all right who is, is you know don't do anything that makes it worthy you know what i mean yeah it's kind of the uh, i guess it's the cool thing to be on double shit show nowadays everybody wants to do it do you i mean and i know we got a little bit of age discrepancy between us but like it's turned into social media tmz like, remember when all the, you know, it was like TMZ, it was like all they did was try to catch, you know, actors or actresses or athletes or, you know, whatever it was in vulnerable opportunities to ask them questions to get the one liner. And then they just, every you know, then it was People Magazine, it's National Acquire, it's headlines of this and that. And, and you're right, because it's kind of, you know, I mean, a lot of people knew who Dylan Mudd was. A lot more people know who Dylan Mudd is now for the, yeah. you know, for him being on Double O Shit Show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, most most uh, social media racing sites only cover winners and you know what you know the race results and stuff like that. And you can go to a hundred websites and find out who the winner was, but you can't go to but one and find out who got fucked up and wrecked their golf cart. That's what people want to know about. You know, they want to see what happens after the beer cooler opens up. Right. I mean, sometimes, you know, and I've heard some stuff before that I've been like, man, I really want to talk about this because you know, there's a backstory to it, how that led up to that. But I go, I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to take the high road. Um, That's like and, you, and you're, you never, you didn't hear any of the news, you know, the 
the drag racing news sites or the legitimate sites talk about Lee Sebring when that stuff happened. Nobody no. And, and I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I got, you know, I got, I got a pretty good stick for morals, values, and ethics, but when it comes to murder and rapists and pedophiles, I will work 24, seven, 365 flipping switches all day long for you. I, I won't take a break. Get married. You make me salary. That'd be fine. I got, I got nothing for you. Right. Oh, uh, and I tell so, and you have, you know, and then I think because of that, you've gotten other people that are kind of out there in that, that go, you know, it's, it's absolutely right. I mean, the whole Halloween costume thing at ducks race last weekend. I mean, that photo, what did that? I mean, and he posted it. That's what, that's what got it. Like, I'm like, okay. Cause I, I mean, I'll tell you. I think it would be cool to put you and Duck in a room and and have a who can tell and make the biggest shit show post and meme right now. Go <laughs> and, and like get a sponsor for it. Let's let's have it out. Right. Because mm-hmm. he says some stuff that I'm going to seriously. I mean, but I get it. You're out there. You're just you're just crushing people. You know, he gets a lot of people hating on his on his post on Facebook. But I've been to one of his races before, and that's probably the funnest race I've ever been to in my life. And it was fun packed with people. Everybody says, right. oh, you're not going to get the support. Nobody's going to support you anymore. Go to, a, go to a, a lights out race. You can't even walk through the damn gate. Well, and you know, okay, so in that, because of this, you brought it up. So now I'm going to talk about it because I've got a theory about it, right? My mm-hmm. theory is, is that, we used to have the circus. Parents used to take their kids to the circus to see the elephants, the clowns, the, the bearded lady, all that nonsense, right? We paid money to go see it. Yeah. I, I swear to you that it's that's the thing with ducks races, even though there's crazy shit going on there performance-wise, it's still part of the what in the world is going to happen next. And I think those types of events, Cletus and cars, you know, I mean, all of those types of deals, no prep Kings. I mean, even, I mean, just keep the list going. Cause if you walk out in the parking lot and you look at what people drive in to the parking lot, there are minivans, SUVs. They got their kids with them. They're 20 or 30 somethings. And it's the damn circus. They're coming to see the elephants and the clowns. And when they're done, they're going home. Now they may watch on TV or social media or whatever, but they're not going to the chassis shop to build a race car. They're not jumping on racing junk or whatever, but that's what he is. He's like a ringing and barnum Bailey guy. He's, he's the ringmaster. Yeah, he is. He's, he's probably one, one of uh, my favorite promoters. Well, and I've been told multiple times that there's Donald Long and then there's the duck. Yep. Like, like, you know, it's like, he's got the wrestling persona. Like there's Mm -hmm. this guy and there's this guy. Yeah. So, so when it comes to double O shit show, is there this guy and this guy? I think, I think most people would say, yeah. 
Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, I like to have my fun, drink my beer, but I'm not some crazy-ass nut 24-7. Do you have a hard time turning it off? No. Okay. How long? So we've been doing this three years. Oh, before, before you started with that, before you started Double O Shit Show, you said you were making them, sitting at home, and sending them amongst your friends, right? Uh-huh. How long had you been doing that before you decided to dive off into this? Uh, maybe maybe four or five months. Okay. My, See, they, one, of my, one of my actually most popular things I ever made was before Double O Shit Show, and that's that's uh when uh Corey Galetti ran out of gas in Vegas first round. I made that I made a meme about uh use the uh sling blade that ain't got no gas in it. Still. I've never seen that, but now never I'm gonna be it. going to look. I'm gonna yeah. you might need to repost that one. I might have to. Yeah, that's it's a uh, Corey ran out of gas and it cost Chris like 850 bucks in the first round for losing first round, had a buyback or something like that. It was all over, all over Facebook. I made a couple when he wrecked it at a, a million too. I don't, I don't remember exactly what they were, but. Yeah. Fl- I think I remember seeing that, like roll it, flip it and go to the final or something. I, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah. Yeah. So have, have you thought about doing other forms of motorsports and bringing in men? to make memes about them not really i think you should i think the nascar the dirt track stuff i think all of that is is so fun right like yeah i mean i always enjoy going to pri to howl at the moon and the whole who's writing what up on the freaking board you know yeah. i'm sorry my favorite one is i don't understand why dirt track guys go and circles 50 times to find the finish line we just drive straight to it in one i don't get it you know i mean i <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would, i'd like to drive a dirt track car though that'd be pretty cool right you you know what i i am sure there's enough people up here in the midwest that would probably give you an opportunity if they could put double o shit show on the side of it right as a sponsor <laughs> you'd probably be good to go on that yeah all right so who is your number one that you love, love? Like they just give you, they, it, they're, they're like, they're like herpes. They just keep giving <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. Like, seriously, like who, who is it? And don't say Dylan. Cause you, we can't give Dylan any more credit. <laughs> He's up there. Cause I've made a lot of shit about him. Cause you know, he does. He never turns it off. Um, never. <laughs> I don't know. It would be after that. I mean, I tell you who is the who is one that probably would be if if he raced more. You know, he races a lot now, but he doesn't really travel around. You know, he goes to the million and stuff like that. And that's probably probably David Bird Jones. That dude's. Have you ever met him? Yes. He that, he's he's funny as hell. You, if you ever go to a race, just go to his pit and watch him work on his ship between rounds. I've seen him change three starters between one round at a race in Texas one time. It's just the shit he comes up with and races, you know. And he made the uh, at, at Page's race, his name was Dewana Boner, and 
the announcer actually said it over the motor me motor media mania before he figured out what it was. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Mark Walter and Suzanne loved that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they loved that. Oh, well, man, I have kept you long enough. And if I don't turn this thing off, this is going to turn into a 90 minute interview because I'm just going to keep coming up with I want to know who I want to know how many I want to I want to know how uh, it, it's going to turn into the five W's for sure. Before yeah. you go, before you go, though, you got to tell everybody uh, that may may not. Maybe they don't know the double O shit show as they listen to our show, because we have a little bit of a diverse crowd for circle track and and marketing in general for motorsports. Tell everybody where they go and find you. Uh, Facebook would be double double O shit show dot uh, double O shit show. It's actually double and the zero zero and then shit show. Uh, Instagram is double O shit show. And then uh, Snapchat is the same thing with just one zero because it's got too many characters in it. But And uh, TikTok is actually double O shit show, the number two, because my first account got deleted. Banned for fucking with people. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, so is there is there any hope that we're going to see a double O shit show booth at like PRI or something? I'm actually going to be at PRI this year, but I ain't going to have a booth. I'm going with Elite. So is there going to be somewhere that you're going to be signing autographs and passing out stuff? Uh, probably by wherever they're serving alcohol. Uh, see, now, I, absolutely. Absolutely. I get it. All right, well, we kind of have our own little form of the Oh shit. I, uh, in racers and rental cars podcast before our guests leave, you got to answer two questions. One, you get to eat dinner with anybody in motorsports alive or dead. Who is it? Dale Earnhardt. Boom. He's got a lot of people. A lot of people want to eat dinner with him. You're sending a WTF card to anybody in motorsports. Who's it going to? Uh... And why? <laughs> Man, that's and pro- oh, come on. I promise you nobody's listening, so you can throw anybody you want to under the bus. Uh, it would probably be Dylan. I mean, every time I get something, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Dylan has never gotten a WTF card on racers and rental cars podcast uh but i i'm sure i am sure that dylan can be proud now <laughs> yeah he'll probably have that on his facebook uh profile he, he probably will he probably <laughs> will and i honestly have to tell a very quick story because we've talked about dylan a lot um a couple years back while while die was really sick uh tyler and dylan took care of crew duties on the Camaro and Mm -hmm. Dylan was getting a little chippy one day about the fact that he didn't have a headset, right? Like his, (laughs) his duties did not require him to have a headset. And so we didn't, you know, we're like, no, Dylan, you don't get a headset. Right. But I mean, Dylan, 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 Dylan will work. He will do whatever you need, need him to do. So he had to fill in, last year not this year but in 21 at st louis and 
prior to that, we had given him a headset that did not work. He had a radio and it worked, but the headset didn't. And he was steadily standing outside the car, just talking. And Tyler is laughing his tail off in my head, in my ear. I'm laughing inside the car. Dylan didn't know. Okay. So they finally tell him as we're getting ready to go out from underneath the tower, uh, nobody's hearing him. But then we get to St. Louis and we actually gave him a, gave him a headset and, uh, and at Norwalk as well. And uh, so it made Dylan's day. And I'm telling you right now, if you ever get inside a car and you just are having a bad day and you need somebody to take your mind off the fact that you're driving a race car and you've had a bad day, give Dylan a headset and he will start telling you jokes that will just <laughs> make your insides hurt. I bet. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, Dylan is, uh, he, on the, sur- on the surface, everybody thinks that he is a complete and utter idiot, but, uh, he most assuredly is a, is a good heart and a good soul and a good sport about things. So for sure. Well, man, I, re- yeah, I really appreciate you taking time out. Uh, my cheeks hurt. I just, <laughs> I love it. Uh, all I can tell you is, is that, uh, I hope one day I get to meet you in person and, uh, shake your hand. And the second thing is, I hope I never end up on double O shit show this week's guest, the double O shit show guru himself. will be right back. This week's episode of racers and rental cars is brought to you by the great folks at equalizer hitches. Do yourself a favor. Stop by equalizerhitch.com. Check out Sway Control if you're out there traveling around the country, whether you got a dirt track, motorcycle, drag race, boat, RV, travel trailer, I don't care what you got. If you've got something hooked behind it, you need a Sway Control hitch product, safety tools, leveling. The the website is a plethora of information. So stop by, see equalizerhitch.com. You can always check out, use the code drag race in checkout, save yourself some money, go to social media, like them, follow them, comment, send them a private message, tell them that you heard about them on the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Again, equalizerhitch.com. 